Hello again, everyone. Welcome to part two of episode 58 of the Red and White Authority with Ken Holland. In part two, we talk about current Red Wing prospects with a heavy emphasis on Michael Rasmussen, last year's number one draft pick in the 2017 draft. Here's part two. So let's look at some of these young defensemen. You know, Joe Hicketts has caught everybody's eye because he's five foot eight. Yes. You know, he's an unrestricted. Been told is you sign him as unrestricted free yes. agent. He was not yeah. drafted. Uh, everybody and their brother has always told him no, 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 no. Every and what does he do? He's like captain of Canada's national teams. He just seems to get it done. Yes. Get the job done. Um, I know he didn't play very much, but the stat I love is he, he led the Red Wings in plus minus this year at plus five. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, he appears to, he, let's put it this way, he's going to do everything he can to be a Red Winger, die yes. trying. Yeah. You know, so he's got that attitude, he's got that heart, yep. uh, you know, he's got the chip on his shoulder. Philip Ronick played very well last year in development camp, was the talk of development camp. Uh, and, and then maybe pro, you know prospects tournament training yeah, he camp. Had a, he, no, he had a tough one. He yep. had a tough one exactly. But now he's had a real nice year. Yeah, a nice year in the AHL. Is here a guy that you look at? And maybe with Hicketts and, and sorry, RV and some some of the younger D men saying if we're going to get younger, some of these guys are going to have to play next season or at least yeah. Have no, an no, I mean, I, to. you know, my thing is we're going as we're going through this summertime here. We're planning for training camp. And the, and, and the team that we're going to, you know, the 23-man the roster that we're going to announce on whatever, October 3rd or 4th, you know, the day before the season starts, um, I'm hoping one and maybe two of these, you know, Hicketts, Chalowski, Sulak, Heronik, um, you know, maybe the, 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 our first round, high first round draft pick, if it's a defenseman, we're going to go to training camp, and I'm hoping that uh, and planning that one of them and maybe two of them are going to be on the team. Now, they they got to be on the team because you know they've they've earned it and they're there not because their passport says they're young and right. we're just trying to push some young people on the on the because at the end of the day that's going to hurt that those young those young players so but certainly if they come in uh, art and they play good in preseason in the in in the in the and it's not only you know it's like we look at a body of work you right. know and you brought up Rasmus Rasmus earlier certainly. We're very aware of what he's accomplishing in in the Western Hockey League playoffs. That's part of his resume that he brings to that he brings to to, to Traverse City in September, and that's that's a factor. So so certainly Heronic was on the uh, American Hockey League All Rookie Team. Right. That's 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 very impressive, and that has to that. So so as you go along, if a guy has a bad preseason game or two where you, you get into the season the better the, the bigger your resume the longer the leash that the, the more time you're going to have to find your game versus if you don't have a resume and you have a good game like because we only have a we only have three weeks there to piece a team together but but I want to go younger I want us to get better um, certainly part of getting better has to be younger and these younger people uh, are put in are, are on our team and they're going to make us. They're going to make us better. And I'm hoping that that these these young defensemen that I've just mentioned, I'm hoping that one or two of them are going to be on the team to start the year. If not on the team to start the year, like pretty quick. Maybe they've kind of had a bit of an off training camp and they got off to a sluggish start and they just need a little bit of a period of time. Yeah, you want knocking the on the door. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's certainly the message. When we go through the exit interviews and I meet all these people when Grand Rapids is eliminated. 
That's the message. And then we're going to have our development camp here in uh, uh, June 26th to June 30th in the Belfour Centre. And when we, when, we, when we meet with all those young people, those young players, Sean Horkov and, and myself and uh, whoever, Ryan Mar whoever's sitting in the interview, you know, the message to them is, especially that, that, that guy that's in the, the, that we pick with pick one, one to eight, is you, you want to come in right from day one. You have, you have to have a big summer. You got to do everything you can. And we got to make decisions in three weeks. But certainly, we're a team that want, that we're in transition, and especially on the back end, uh, we want to go younger. We're we're looking to go younger. We think we've got some young people that are knocking on the door. And are they ready to take the job in in October? We're hoping. We're hoping. But if not, right away on October the fourth, maybe a month in, maybe they just need to go spend a little bit of time in the American League, and and then they come up. But certainly, going younger on the back end. Um, over the next year is is a direction that we're heading. You know, I, I'm not Hickett's obsessed, but I, I want to ask you one more question about him because yeah. is it time for maybe Detroit fans, when they look at him just in stature alone, to not think he's automatically going to be Tory Krug? Because Krug is from here, from Livonia, played for Michigan State. They might have the same height, 5'8", or whatever, but they're actually different players. I mean, to go in and think that he's going to be Tory Krug, or am I wrong? I mean, does he almost have to be Tory Krug, who's exceptional quarterbacking a power play, to really have a legitimate shot? Um, I'm, I'm with you. They're probably different. I mean, obviously, they're different people. They're different, right. they're different players. You know, the reason you love Joe Hicketts, we all love Joe Hicketts, is first off, He's five foot eight, but he's not five foot eight. He's 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 all heart. He's he's all compete. He's all will. He's he's he plays way way bigger than his size. He blocks shots. He gets in the lane. So you know I don't know that he's you know Tori Krug obviously is is, is is developed into a tremendous player in Boston, and he gets I think at 50, 55 points this year, and is running their power play now. I don't know how old Tory is. Is he 26, 27, Yeah, I think right around so, there, yeah. You know, Joe Hicketts is 20. This is second-year pro, so he's 21. Sometime in 2018, he's going to turn 22. Um, so Joe is a little bit of a different player. Joe probably – I'm not sure that Joe has got um, – but, but, you know, Tory, in order to play in the National Hockey League, Got a lot of will, a lot of determination. He's really, he's really competitive. He's mm -hmm. he goes into the, th that's what you got. Those are ingredients that you have to have when every battle that you go into, you're giving up three to six inches and twenty to forty pounds. You know that's that's what five foot eight, five foot nine defensemen do. They're going into every battle and they're giving up, uh, you know, a weight. They're giving up a lot of weight and they're giving up a lot of a lot of reach. And so, in order to win those battles, they got to have will, determination, passion. Uh, okay, they're com they're competitive. They've got to have some instincts and some tricks to defend and also to to to, to play offense. And I I would say to you that. Uh, um, Joe Hicketts is, has has all those things. You know, you you, you love him. I'm sure the fans in uh, in Grand Rapids love watching him every night. I mean, he gives you he he sends people that are way bigger in the corner. They sends them. They're knocking him over. He's knocking them over. He's he's in a he's in a battle. He's competitive, and and, and certainly uh, he brings and, and he loves he loves the game of hockey. Um, he loves life, and he brings a positive attitude to the locker room every day. And it's that's that's also an important 
off the ice ingredient when you're when you're team building. So certainly I'm aware of all those ingredients, and as we go to training camp, I know that he's bringing some ingredients to the team that are going to be important for a team. Occasionally he's high risk, but high reward too. He takes chances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th I think that's why they're in the American League is to, to learn that. Did, did, you know, I mean, obviously we got up here and he did lots of good things, and you know they turned the puck over a little bit. You know, you know, I, I had a I had a conversation with a young defenseman in Grand Rapids, and we were we, the Grand Rapids was in Manitoba on. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, and after the game on Sunday, and I just, you know, talked about exactly what you're talking about. You know, when you're playing Bantam and Midget, you know, you can exchange chances because, you know, you're, you're going to get chances. And if you give up a scoring chance, you're going to get a scoring chance because you're talking about, and, and as you start to go up from, from Midget to Junior, it gets a little harder. And then you go to the American League and at the NHL, and, and not only does it get, get harder to get chances, when you do make a big mistake, the other team can really make you pay. Right. So it, it, that's that's why some some players need they need especially on defense, especially on defense. I mean that's the last line of defense before the goaltender. Um, if they have a wrong read, if they turn the wrong way, if they if they're high risk with the puck, if they turn the puck over, it leads to scoring chances, and scoring chances lead to goals against. And goals against lead to obviously uh, makes it hard to win. So, but but that's that's what they're that's right. what they're learning. That's right. what that's what these players are learning at the American League level. And then we, when we get them up here, that's that's the things that they they they, they the trial and error. And that's why you, some sometimes you might lose some games while these young players are are figuring out. How, how they have to play to be successful. Uh, one more question. I know where the draft philosophy is, and and, and you've explained that. Again, as I said earlier, uh, Rasmus Dahlin, if the Red Wings win the lottery, I'm going to go on a stretch here and say he's probably going to be on a team next year. <laughs> you know me. I'm always willing to take the chance to yeah, say, yeah, you, yeah, know, yeah. you know, Captain Obvious right here. So yeah. he's on the team. And this is a difficult – uh, and since there seem to be a lot of good quality, offensive-minded, puck-moving defensemen, and many of whom play a 200-foot game, by the way, uh, at least from in, the in, in this draft, in the draft, okay. in the scouting reports yes, that I've read, yes, you yes, know, yes. I mean, I, I'm really into the draft heavy now, right now. Is it a possibility? I know you would like it, but is it unrealistic for anybody because Darlene is so good that if the Red Wings, let's say, draft? Let's say you, you're just in fifth position. Nothing yes. happens. Yeah, you're just yeah, in yeah. fifth, uh, for sake of argument here. And you take a defenseman. Fans might say, "Well, okay, one five. I mean, this guy probably could make the Red Wings too." Is or do they have to temper it with? Regardless, if you don't get Rasmus Dahlin, regardless of where you're drafting in that first lottery round, let's take a step back, people. This kid might need a little seasoning. Yeah, I mean. You know what? Our, let, let's just look at the last three or two or three or four drafts. I mean, right. you know, I I use the word guidance record book. You know, I look at the guidance record book right. to to answer lots of my questions about the, where the future is going. Right. I mean, it's, don't they say you know look at the, look at history right. and and certainly there's but you know so let's look at last year's draft and let's look at whoever was two three four last year and then let's look at the previous draft two three four five at the you know just look at the last three drafts two three four five two three four five two three four because I think you said if we don't fall and we get the fifth pick in the draft can that player step right in 
Well, just and I don't even have. I mean, we're, I don't have it in front of me, but right. I, there's probably. I know number two last year played uh, in Philadelphia. In the you know number one played in New Jersey. Number two played in Philadelphia. Uh, I know two or three years ago Columbus took uh, the year that Liney and, and Pugliarvi went two and four. Dubois was three. He went back to play one more year in Quebec at pick three. And now he's a real player on on, right. on 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 the Columbus Blue Jackets. He's a really good young player. He's 19 years of age, but he did after his draft year, picking third overall, went back and played one more year a junior. So, you know, I would say to you, you know, between picks two and five and six, there's a chance that a couple of them might might, might go directly from the draft table onto the NHL roster, and. Some of them might have to go back for a year, just like just like just like Rasmus, uh, Rasmussen did. But I think, you know, when you, the draft provides hope, right, right. That's it provides hope, and everybody's looking for immediate um, uh, results. And I think at the end of the day, we got to make sure that we we. My job is to make sure I protect these young people and get them here when they're ready, because. You know, the National Hockey League is not a development league. It's a competitive league where teams are trying to win hockey games. And you put, you know, you, these young, part, part of being a great athlete is confidence. And when you have athletes, I don't, just look at all these other sports, right. even, and even established athletes, when they lose their confidence, they're not the same athlete. So, you know, and all of a sudden you're, you, you don't have the confidence to, to, to do the things. You know, when you're 18, 19 years of age, you get up here, you know, you're, you're trying to win games and you, the coach, they can't afford to have turnovers and, and this and that. And all of a sudden you lose your confidence. Right. Now you've got to send these people back and then they've got to start the process all over again. So, so you know, can, can, if, if we pick two to five, two to six, could that player make our team uh, right from the draft table? I think that one or two of those players are gonna gonna start out on the NHL roster beyond beyond Dalene. I, I think I think there's some players there. Now are they just gonna play nine games and then go back? Or are they gonna make it all year? You know, it's not an exact science. That's what the that's why the nine games is there. So you can take right, these players right. for a bit of a of a test test drive, test run, and give them an opportunity and let them let them uh, latch onto a job. And if they're not ready to latch on a job, then you send them back to. Uh, to, to, to junior or to Europe, and they, they go continue to develop uh, into the players that, that you believe they're going to be. Uh, Michael Rasmussen, uh, number one pick last year. Uh, very serious young man. Yeah, I, yes. I, I try to get him to laugh a couple of times, and I actually... He doesn't would, do a lot of laughing. Yeah, no, he does not do a lot of laughing. No. Not like you he's and very, me. He's very serious. He, he is very serious. This year for Tri-Cities in 47 games, because he had wrist surgery, yes. and he elected, this goes to show you how serious he is about making the Red Wings next year, he decided to have this surgery in the middle of the season so he could rehab, get ready for playoffs, and then be able to yeah. hit the gym and concentrate on becoming a Red Wing. He yes. could have elected to Go have it in the summer, right, yeah. but he didn't. Yeah. Uh, so 47 games played, 59 points, 31 goals. So far in the playoffs in 11 games played, 29 points, 14 goals, 15 assists, only two penalty minutes. I mean, and I know from talking to him, and he's been on the Red and White Authority. He's been on this podcast. I can't see him not making the team next year. I, I you know, that's just me again. You know, and yeah. I, you know, and again, you know, I'm I'm very optimistic. Yeah, you know, yeah, optimism yeah. is my middle name at times, yeah. but. 
Tell us about Rasmussen. Is he exceeding your expectations right now, or is he about where he's at? Because I believe, and you correct me if I'm wrong, I thought that he stayed in Detroit through the entire preseason last year. I think many of us were under the assumption he was going to be sent back to Tri-Cities before that, before the nine uh, preseason games were over. And he played in the ninth preseason yes, game. Yes, yeah. Well, uh, or eighth. We or eighth, right, yeah. right. Yeah, but but sorry, what ended yeah, up happening, Art, is... Uh, you know, he came to Traverse City. I mean, he was drafted. He came to Traverse City to the prospect tournament. Thought he played okay. Uh, it's a tough tournament. It's a tough tournament, Traverse City, for first-year 18-year-old kids. And then he played a preseason game. I think he scored. You know, and he was a first-round pick. He's ninth overall. You want him to play a game or two. And then, you know, he played a game. He scored a goal. I think he played five or six games. Right. He scored four or five goals. Yeah, four goals. Four I goals in five it. games. Right. So we kept him right till the end, and then we sent him sent him back. And as, as, as he got into preseason... Um, he didn't look out of place, and now obviously half those rosters are American League rosters, half are those NHL rosters, not all NHL rosters, right, right. so it's half American League and half NHL up until maybe the last game or two, and then it starts to become uh, major, league, major League rosters, but he didn't look out of place, and we've, as we went along, we felt, you know, let's keep them all a preseason, and ultimately we made a decision to send him back. Um, just can play more ice. He can play more minutes. He, more important, let him to continue to develop. He's still a young guy. Uh, I think he had a really good season. Um, obviously, he was derailed at Christmas time. He went down for about f a month, four, five, six weeks with the uh, with the with the wrist surgery. And obviously, he's having a, a massive uh, a massive playoffs. Um, you know, what do we? You know, as you're, he's a big player with skill. Mm -hmm. It's hard to find big people. You know, when I say big, I mean, six foot five, 225, 230, 35. He's a big guy. So, you know, he's, you know, he's a big man with skill. He can play center. Uh, if, if he, he can obviously play left wing. He's going to be really good down low. Um, he's really good on the power play. He gets lots of points on the power play. He's a net front presence on the power play. Uh, he can set up. Obviously, you're not going to move that guy from the front of the net. So um, we did a lot of research. We knew he was going to be the captain uh, of the uh, of Tri Cities. Um, we knew he's got. We we believe he's got leadership qualities. We 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 know he's very serious about his his. Uh, his craft. His profession, right. His yeah. profession. He's very serious. Right. He's a very serious young man about his profession. And those are all the reasons why um, we we decided to, to, to take him with the ninth pick in the draft. And there was other good players on the draft. I mean, and, and, and you hope that they're not. You, you might look back, and there's lots of good players on that draft. But we just felt that to get a guy... That, that, that can play center, can play wing. He's got hands. He's got hockey sense. Um, he's big. He can protect the puck down low. These are dimensions that are important when you build a team to try to be a playoff team. And certainly the goal here is to build a team that can, can, is going to be good, it's going to be young, and it can get in the playoffs, and it can go on a playoff run. And as, as, and as we're obviously watching Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, on a night-to-night -night basis, and we're not part of it. You know, you can see how physical it is. I went to right. Grand Rapids and watched Manitoba. It was it was really physical. It was right. heavy. It was hard. And the more big people that you can have on your roster with skill. Now, obviously, you need some smaller people that can dart around. You need different dimensions. Right, right. But certainly, we felt it was an opportunity in this draft to to draft a big guy with some skill that would bring us some dimensions that we think are going to be important to a to a team down the road that wants to tr to try to go on uh, on playoff runs. I'm not going to repeat the hand-eye coordination or tip drill that I saw Rasmussen yeah, yeah, yeah. do a few times. Yeah. 
but you know the, the old stereotype is is guys that are big yeah. or tall or whatever yeah. they're lanky they're not yeah. that coordinated yeah. Yeah. you know they, it takes yeah. some time to grow into their body let's say their coordination yet his hand-eye coordination seems to be extraordinary I, I is that rare for a man his size or are you is that just part of what the you know what kids are doing these yeah, days. Well, a little of both, a little of both. I think that's what kids are doing these days, but it, but certainly it's rare to have somebody that big to have that to, to, to be... To, to, it's amazing. To, it to truly be, is to amazing to, to watch coordinated. it. And, uh, um, you know, I think... Uh, you know, I, I think that's why we drafted him. I mean, that's, right. that's why our scouts liked him. I mean, we obviously had all those conversations. You know, you, you know there's the world under 18 going on. And, and really, when once the world under 18 is over... You know, now it's teams are starting to gear up for their final meetings, and there's still you know, maybe the finals in the West, the finals in the Quebec, and the finals in the Ontario League. But and you watch a little bit, but mo but you know, if last year, you know, once we start to our year-end meetings, and then you go to the um, the NHL Combine, and right. we in we interviewed we interviewed them, and, and you do all your checking, and our, our area scouts are, you know, you're they're talking to coaches and people around them, and trying to do all the research that they can. Uh, we felt we were getting a player with really good character that was really serious about his craft, that had was going to be the captain of his team at the age of 18, um, and he's six foot five. And to, the, to your point, he's got he's got hands and hockey sense, and he's got he's got he's right. got he's got uh, uh, hand-eye coordination. And and uh, um, you know he's a centerman. He can, we think he can play center, but we also think he can play left wing. So as we go forward here over the next two or three years. It, the, the more players you can have that can play different positions, it's it's a strength. And he's a big man that we think can play center or or, or left wing. So uh, the players today are more talented than ever. They have to be right. with the equipment and the education and all the and all the technology and all the, the the strength coaches and the and the everything that goes on. And even before you draft these players now, these agents have these camps for their underage kids for two and three years in advance teaching them all the things that they've got to know to get ready for, for, for pro. So the younger, these players today are more ready than they ever have been. Um, and, and, and certainly Rasmussen is, uh, is, is, is part of that generation. When uh, I wanted to ask you, Rasmussen, because of the, uh, of the rules, if he, and we saw this with Dylan Larkin too. I, you know, I'm going to yeah. jump around because I, I, I know I, I can talk to you forever, as you very well know. And we how long, is your, we, how long is your podcast? Well, as long as I want. Oh. As, long, as long, <laughs> actually, in this point, as long as you want okay, it to be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, um, uh, Rasmussen Larkin. R Rasmussen. So we saw Larkin, who's a natural center, wanted to play center, yep. kind of had to learn the NHL a little bit on the wing. Yes. Is is that the same? Because if, if he may, he's going to make the, roughly the same age Larkin made the Red Wings, yes. which is almost unheard of. Because you know, because yes. again, I, I'm going to say it one more time, and then forgive me. Overripe philosophy that the, the franchise had at times. Yeah. So I, I know you didn't say, you didn't coin that, Ken. Well, but, I did, but it was in, it was in the back room. Uh, well, and, right, right. And, 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 and Bab, somebody Bab, made it public. Bab, Babs took it out to the to the public, yeah, <laughs> right, to, right, to, right. to the media. But anyways, right, okay, right. Uh, the, the over the overripe. But yeah, you know, I, you know, the question is going to be: Can he be center? Can he be a left wing? Right, but is, is he going to have to learn maybe how the game a little bit or the NHL game at wing as opposed to center? Well. When you play center in the National Hockey League, there's way more responsibilities. Obviously, right? You've right. got to win faceoffs. Right. You, you're responsible down low. You're, you're going to work with the two defensemen down low and in front of the net. There, the, then you've got to be available when there's a puck. You've got to be available to get the puck to be involved in, 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 in transitioning your team to the offensive zone. 
wingers, wingers obviously for the most part, they're going to come down. Their responsibilities are reduced. They're going to be, you know, they're going to cover the points. They're going to be on the top half from the top of the circles. They're going to be in the top half of the defensive zone. Right. They've obviously got defensive responsibilities, but not as much defensive responsibility as the center iceman does. Uh, when you get in the offensive zone, the wingers have got a little more free reign to, to, to run, to go, and the center's got to make sure that 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 he's the third guy coming back, right. and and he can go down, but there's somebody that's supporting him. Well, these are all things that they 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 learn to read. So, you know, when Larkin turned pro, um, and we put him in the National Hockey League, we put him on left wing for for I think most of that year, but he was right. at Zetterberg. And, and, and Zetterberg had all those responsibilities we talked about, and it freed up Dylan just to play hockey. Right. Just to play hockey as he normally was. He's a 17, 18, 19 year old. Just go play hockey. Right. And certainly as we go, and he had to learn some responsibilities. And, and it's, so the same situation is going to be, you know, can you, can you go right from playing junior to playing center in the National Hockey League? Possibly, possibly, but it's an easier transition for him if we put him on left wing and we take some of the responsibilities away. So, you know, we'll assess that in September in training camp. I'm, I'm sure that, uh, you know, Jeff Blaschel, you know, he'll probably play, I would think, six or seven preseason games. And, and uh, whether he plays them on left, you know, on left wing with, you know, obviously we've got Nielsen, Larkin, and Zetterberg right now. Does he, does, do we move somebody to the wing and move, move him in the middle? Or does he start out on left wing? And, and the plan being that he eventually works his way into the middle That'll that'll be all kind of play itself out in September, October, November, December, but 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 from a from from an organizational standpoint, the reason that you put you might put a young player who is a center iceman on the wing, is to make their transition to pro hockey easier on that player, less right. responsibility. Well, and because of the way the rules are in the AHL, if he does not make the Red Wings next year, NHL. Or, 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 or yes, in it's, the it's the NHL CHL agreement. Okay, so he has to go back to junior, yes. right? He has to be twenty to play in he the cannot AHL. Cannot play in the American League next year. He can't play in the American until League. his junior year team is done. Right. So okay, till his junior team is done. So consequently, and he's in the Western Conference in the, the yes. Western League. He's in. Yep. He's in their conference final. Yeah. As soon as his team's eliminated, he's going to go to Grand Rapids. Yes. Todd Nelson said that he's going to play second because they have they're banged up. The, the yeah. Griffins are at center. That he's going to play second line. He's he's going to be a second line center. I'm sure going to see power play time. So consequently, let's say if everything works out well, and, and from a Red Wing perspective, he they win the Calder Cup again. He's instrumental for whatever reason. He doesn't make the team next they, year. They, he's back. Art Art. Grand Rapids has won one game. You've got them winning the Calder Cup. Like, no, like, I, I, I know you're excited. I, 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 I know you're excited. They've only won one game. Like there's 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 two months to go. You're, right, you're, right, you're right, all revved up. Right, right. But I can say the consequently, he yeah, can be, yeah, he can play yeah, in the yeah, AHL yeah, playoffs yeah, this year yeah, and still yeah. end up in junior next year. Yes, that's right. That is correct. Yes, yeah. So, okay. I mean, obviously, I, I'm rooting for for. You know, I played junior hockey. I played with the Menace Nat Tigers for two years. I know, you know, you'd love to go to the Memorial Cup. Right. You'd love to win the Western Hockey League Championship and go represent your league in the Memorial Cup. I mean, that's the junior showcase. So, you know, they're down two games to one uh, to Everett. Game, game four is Wednesday night. Uh, and... You know he's the captain of the team. He wants to. He wants to. He wants to lead his team. Right. Be a big part of his team going on a run. And so I'm rooting for him. And certainly the fallback position would be if 
if Grand Rapids happens to play longer than they do, and 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 he's and even if he goes to the next round, you know, and they beat Everett and they go to the the finals, and if Grand Rapids continues to play, the Memorial Cup ends. Uh, late May, the Calder Cup finals are really usually probably the first two weeks of June. Right. So you you could almost go to the Memorial. I mean, somebody could go play in the Memorial Cup and then go play in the Calder Cup finals if you happen to be on one of the two teams that are in the Calder Cup, the Calder Cup finals. But yes, certainly he could end up playing uh, a number of games. You know, Tyler Bertuzzi, mm-hmm. after we drafted him, I think two years two years in a row. He went and played games for Grand Rapids after his junior year, and then he and then he went back and played the next year in one year for sure, one one more year in uh, in, uh, in 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 Guelph, and 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 every year Tyler Bertuzzi always had a big playoff whenever he went to Grand right. Rapids, even even when he left from when he was still at junior eligibility, and 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 uh, certainly was great experience for Tyler Bertuzzi. So so certainly that that is you know Chalowski's done junior, but certainly Rasmussen is a, is is a player that as we go to training camp next year under the terms of the National Hockey League and the Canadian Hockey League junior agreement that 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 signed. Um, if a player doesn't play on your NHL roster, he has to go back and play uh, play in junior hockey, and that's certainly something that we are aware of as we go to training camp in September. Uh, and for a question about Chalowski, then I, in, in our remaining minutes, I want to talk about the about the big club. Yeah. Uh, but Chalowski, he's either a Red Wing or a Griffin next year. Yes, yeah, he's turning. He's a pro. Right. He's so he, he's he's turning pro. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, he had a really, he had a really nice year. Real, real happy. I mean, uh, yeah. Obviously, we drafted him with the twentieth pick in the draft the year that we went back a few picks and with Phoenix and and and, and uh, the whole Pavel Datsu. Yeah, and we also got Philip Peronic. Like we got an extra second round draft right. pick in that deal. So <laughs> if you don't go back four picks, you don't have Heronic. You know, like so by going back four picks, we did get Chalowski. We al- we also added Heronic and Two young defensemen. And we added some. Ca- we used the cap space on. Uh, on France Nielsen, who's been a real good uh, two-way uh, center iceman for us. So, uh, um, in Chalowski's case, uh, you know, much like probably Heronic, Heronic had a really good year in, in Saginaw last year, and now he's turned turned pro and had a nice year. Chalowski, when we drafted him, he played a year of college, and we all talked. He made a decision to leave college and to go play junior hockey. And I know it was a difficult decision for him, and you never know if it's the right decision. Sometimes it's better to be in college. Sometimes it's better to be in junior. I don't think there's one path that's better than the other. There's there's different paths right, in life. Right. And I think as it, as it turned out, this 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 decision turned out to be a decision, a good decision for uh, for um, Chalowski, Dennis. And he had what 65, 68, 60. He had he had high sixty points. Right. He was a good plus player. He got traded from a from a non-playoff team, Prince George, to to Portland. They went to the second round of playoffs. He had a nice year. He had a really good year. We like him. He when we drafted him, he was one hundred and seventy-five pounds. Sean Horkov has done a great job with him in in a couple of off seasons and getting him from uh, or one off season getting him from. Uh, 175 to about 195 pounds, so he's he's physically stronger. He's got way more confidence, and uh, certainly another guy that we're excited about. Uh, he's 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 a good young player, and um, believing and hoping he's going to show up uh, playing for the Detroit Red Wings here at some point in time. Well, yeah, he. Uh, I, I think the thing that that you like about him, and I, you know, I I call it the old Marty Lapointe test, is that when he was drafted, and you know he. Red Wings kind of told him maybe what he might should do or whatever, and then Marty came into training camp and was. Uh, the point tells this yeah. story about overweight and all this uh-huh. stuff, and Brian Murray said to him, "What did you do? You party your bonus away?" And he said, "Yeah, that's kind of exactly <laughs> what I did." 
So, but but usually you would like to see them adhere to whatever yeah. you want them to do. Yeah. You told Chalowski to get bigger and stronger, and he did. He's done that. He's right. Done that. Th that, that's that's an important message for us. Right. Exactly. He's telling message. you yes. something. Yeah, absolutely. Too. He's absolutely. I mean, those are the things that we look at. You know, certainly. Um, you know, a lot goes on behind the scenes. Certainly, when you're uh, when you're when you're out there, and I'm a fan of other sports, you, you know you know a piece of the of, of the information. Well, behind the scenes, we have more information, and 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 um, and and certainly in this in in, in uh, you know how hard they train, and some people train hard and they can't put on weight, and some you know so because of the way their the way their body their, right. their bodies, but but certainly in in Dennis's case, Chalowski's case, um, you know. When we drafted him, and he came to the development camp that, that that summer. Now, obviously, he was a college player, so you know he came in for that sh short, brief period of time, and then he went back. And I think he went shortly there in August. He went to college, and mm -hmm. and because of the rules, you know, it's you have little less, a little less input, you know, a little less involvement. And then, obviously, when when he made the decision last year in March or this year in March or April. A year ago, a year ago, that he was going to sign a contract and turn uh, turn pro, then we were able to get a little more involved in uh, in the summer programming, and Sean Horkov right. could spend more time with them and and educate them. And uh, to Dennis Chalowski's, you know, he 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 took all the advice and and he went to work. And and and, and like I said, uh, you know, we're coming up now on just a couple months shy of two years since we drafted him and in two years he's he's put on close to 20 pounds of of, of strength of, of muscle which is uh really important for a young player there you have part two of the ken holland podcast in part three we'll look at a state of the red wings as ken gives his philosophy and vision for the red wings of the future hope you enjoy part three as much as you've enjoyed part two